Three, two, one, roll the footage! Welcome back, everybody, to the Strategy Sprints podcast. I'm your host, Simon Severino. And my guest today believes the future of business centers on relationships and authentic connection. As a speaker, entrepreneurial mentor, and leading voice in social media marketing, he specializes in six areas of business. Personal branding, content marketing, human behavior psychology, social selling, deep coaching, and transformational leadership. He's been hired by some of today's most influential Fortune 500 brands, including Microsoft, Pandora, Paychex, and Verizon. Welcome, everybody. Nick Cavuoto. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it, man. It's awesome. Thank you. Super cool. And tell us, Nick, what are you currently creating? Yeah, man. So um, I've had a lot of fun this year creating 10yearbrands.com. And uh, it's essentially a... Uh, branding agency for online entrepreneurs and for anybody who's really starting to develop and build a personal brand online on any social platform. And uh, we are unmuting entrepreneurs all over the world, man. It's been a ton of fun. And uh, we create daily content for online entrepreneurs. Those who are building their business online, we create daily content for them in less than an hour of their time a month. Uh, and it's a blast. And we do it through an interview process where we extract all the gold, all the content, all the amazing big ideas that someone has. We then take it through our own production process and we do all the publishing for you. So it's a ton of fun. That's what I'm building right now, uh, as well as some mastermind stuff and some live events behind the scenes that are going to be happening in the fall. Um, but that's what we're building. It's a rocket ship. We've gotten over 75 clients in our first four months uh, of doing it. And um, yeah, we're, we're having a blast in the process. So yeah, man. So that's what we're building right now. It's a ton of fun. Powerful. So they just tell you in an, in an interview of one hour, per month, their content, and you make it happen. 100%. Yep, exactly. Wow. That's a cool offer. Uh, very needed out there. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, tell us a little bit. You also have a new podcast. Yeah, my new podcast is coming out this spring, uh, and it's called Mentoring Millions. And so I was trying to launch it on my birthday, which is next week. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, we're not going to hit the deadline so it is something that we're working on. It'll be done in Q2, but uh, I think it's going to be a couple of weeks out thereafter. So definitely in June, check it out. Mentoring Millions podcast. And um, yeah, it's everyday conversations around entrepreneurship. Um, but really the big idea of entrepreneurship, I think, is that we all need mentors. We all need someone in our corner. Every fighter has a corner man who keeps them amplified, pumped up, you know, seeing the bigger picture, watching their blind spots. And I think uniquely, I've just developed amazing relationships um, with incredible entrepreneurs who are running really successful businesses and also super entrepreneurs, you know, people who are at the top of their game and everyone whose names we would recognize. And so that's going to be the thesis around it. It's a loving and gentle way to introduce the conversation of failure and entrepreneurship and what to do about it. So it's going to be a ton of fun. And uh, yeah, be sure to check it out when it when it lands. So sometime in June, for sure. You have worked with influencers and big hitters in the in the uh, spacing in, in the entrepreneurial and in the coaching zone. C can you can you share some some stories? One case. Yeah, um, I think Mike Kim is is one of my favorite stories. Um, Mike Kim is launching a book this year. It's called You Are the Brand. Uh, he has the number one personal brand podcast on iTunes. Um, he is the mastermind behind people like John Maxwell. Uh, he's worked with Jay Abraham. Um, 
uh, gosh, the list is like Michael Hyatt, uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Amen, um, who created the Daniels Fast. Um, so like people who I think this is kind of the way I relate it, you know, like kind of in past generation who were the biggest hitters who were still finding notoriety today. Um, but they're trying to then build up their authority in an ever-changing digital world. And so in collaboration with Mike, I mean, we've worked with some huge personalities. My sister used to work for Gary Vee. So there's also that lane as well uh, as Billy Jean, Grant Cardone, and, and some people over in that space. But I think at the end of the day, um, you know, relevance is is uh, attached to the big idea around what the conversation is today. And there are timeless principles. It's like, I listen to Jim Rohn almost every day. And Jim Rohn is like one of my YouTube mentors. And I just so appreciate his teachings. And, and Jim Rohn is, uh, he uh, he has since passed, but he was Tony Robbins' mentor. So just to kind of give context for the audience. And, you know, I think that there's timeless conversations. There's relevant things that happen in our day-to-day -day trending topics, trending big ideas. But then there's timeless principles. And so the people that we've worked with have timeless principles. And that's, you know, tenure around that idea is a long-term relationship, right? So we're collaborating and working with influencers who we feel like uh, not only are doing the right thing on the daily, but they have a track record of success of when it comes to like the super entrepreneurs, uh, when it comes to having a legacy, that's one that we want to stand behind. And, and that's one of the things I'm most proud of with our company. We have a sterling reputation. So, you know, we want to even ensure that like the people we're attaching to that those are people who have an amazing reputation as well, because it is fleeting. Influence is fleeting. And so we like to make sure that's rooted in integrity and doing the right thing and uh, really making a great contribution into the world. So, yeah, man. So, I mean, there's a, there's a million different stories around those big conversations and being in those rooms. But I think the main thing is really what my central theme, my central focus on is, is for individuals is like that you can have that level of influence too. You know, everybody does start at zero. These guys are no different than, you and I and everybody else, uh, but they do have a, a dire commitment to themselves. And here's one thing that I've learned from being around each of them. The number one challenge for most entrepreneurs is starting. The second challenge is finishing. And that definitely has been a conversation that's been a part of most of those rooms and watching the way that they operate, I think is incredible because there is speed and execution. There's loving hearts, but there's also high demands and they push really hard. And so for new leaders and for people who are building businesses, I know for myself, those have been some of my biggest takeaways. It's like, you know, don't put a ton of pressure on your team without a lot of heart behind it as well. And, and how it translates and attaches to the mission, the greater vision of what you want to accomplish in life and also inside of your business. So, you know, integrity and intent are always on the front end of results um, if you're doing it the right way. And I would say that's holistically the number one lesson that I've learned from these guys. I would love to go deep into integrity and intent. Just, just before, because many people listening right now say, oh yeah, I, I will be there at some point. That's where I want to be, to be very influential, to be super impactful. How is it really? So which topics do pop up when you are impactful uh, beyond measure, uh, beyond countries? And, and which topics are really not there that people expect will be there? So what's the reality of being very influential? I think the consequence of doing what you love well, the result of that is a lot of influence, a lot of impact, a lot of resources. Um, that's, that's the benefit. That is the, 
you know, it's the commission on life. It's one of the things that Grant always talks about that I appreciate is everything in life has a commission. Everything. Like your relationship with your kids, relationship with your spouse, you know, your team, everything in life has a commission. And if we start viewing it that way, we know that if we invest in the right things, we create a five-star experience no matter where we go, your whole entire life gets better. You don't just make more money. Um, Dr. Jordan Peterson talks about the fact that if you make over $60,000 a year US, like your quality of life is no different. Uh, in, in, to, to infinity, essentially. Like you can make a billion dollars a year and the quality of life isn't different. But there's something for some people that drives them past that point of what we need for primal safety, you know, at, be it $60,000 a year, you know, raising a family, doing those things like that is more than acceptable. So what's the thing that drives us beyond that? And there's this insatiable kind of desire. It's like a hunger that doesn't go away. And we do have to inspect in our life what that is. So I think inside of those rooms and inside of different conversations with people who are more prominent in the industry, the conversations are around alignment, integrity, intent. Why are you doing what you're doing? You know, and then there's also perceived shortcuts where it's just experience. These guys have failed so many times, so many times. It's just no one saw it. And we live in a world today where the daily can be shared. But even, you know, 10 years ago, that wasn't a reality. Five years ago, it wasn't really a reality. So now, you know, people are kind of comparing the day in the life of, of someone and just where there's published a highlight reel and they're not seeing behind the scenes the work that was required to get there. Money's not a part of the conversation. Heart is a big part of the conversation. Intent meaning why are you doing what you're doing? What is the purpose? How does it serve you? How does it serve your team? How does it serve the world? How does it serve a greater impact to the people who are around you? Um, those are the things that really, really, truly matter. And I will say this uh, because it's a book that I'm going to write someday. So I think this is important. But relationships are rocket ships. Like the people in your life, the people you surround yourself with will absolutely and undoubtedly determine your level of success. It's, it is the number one hack in business and in life. If you want to get better, you got to be around better people. And they better be surrounded by four people who are pushing them forward and one person they're investing into. And you better hope that person's you. Uh, so having a mentor for me was one of the most catalytic shifts in my life. It increased my level of commitment. Uh, it reduced my excuses. It increased my level of opportunity, of course. Um, and that's how we've built nearly a million dollar company uh, in less than five months has been specifically through those relationships, through the pressure. A good coach, a good mentor will add pressure to your life because they see something in you that they see in themselves and they want to call that out. And um, so, yeah, that's that's really a big part of the conversations. It's not gloating and floating. Uh, it's it's not just people just being in a position of where they're just pontificating around how great they are. They really give a crap about contribution. And um, it's not the glitz and glam. It's not. It's the grit. And what are you going to do to make it happen? And how committed are you to, to ensuring that it does? So you are getting some thank yous. This is priceless. Beyond grateful for you both. And I am really intrigued by alignment, integrity, intent, because this is a topic on, 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 on every level of our venture building, on every level of our human being. It, it, it just will be more important when the pressure is up. But yeah, it's for us all. So what is integrity? How do we, how do we shape it, make it? every day? How do we observe it? How do we improve it? Sure, man. I think integrity comes down to 
it comes down to spiritual alignment. I know that's what it is for me in my life. Um, it comes down to commitment. Uh, it comes down to calling. It comes down to daily actions and activities. Um, you know, our story is the hard wiring. It's the coding of our human experience. And our stories determine our belief systems, which are essentially, it's a filter, right? It's a filter of how we perceive things coming in. And our belief systems determine our values. And those are our behaviors of how we respond. And then at the end of it, that's your identity. Like those three things really create the identity that you hold. And of course, the actions that you carry in the world. So how are your actions aligning to the best version of your story? How are your actions aligning to the best version of an expanded belief system? How are your actions aligning to value systems that prioritize doing the right thing, even if you don't want to? How is that aligned to the actions that you take on a daily basis? And I think that integrity is hidden somewhere in there. I don't know exactly what it is. I mean, I'm sure there's textbook definitions, but I'm very practical. So I look at my individual life and go like, what is integrity? Doing hard things when you don't want to do them. What is integrity? Making hard choices for the betterment of others than yourself. What is integrity? It's honestly uh, being responsible with a spiritual calling and or a mandate, a divine connection with a greater more divine source that suggests that you are here on purpose to accomplish something specific and then actually allowing yourself and your actions and your ascension and your greater development all map towards the fact that that thing is true. Like we all need the balloon stretched when it comes to our belief, when it comes to uh, our filters and the way that we see the world and, and also our story and what's true or versus what's emotionally true. And then, of course, our values and what we're actually looking at every day. You know, what you measure is what you value. And so where I find integrity in my life being represented the best way of where I can do a spot check is looking at my time and going like, where am I spending my time? Is it spent in the best way? Because tomorrow's not guaranteed. So if today was it, did I do everything that I could to be responsible with my calling, to be responsible with what I felt like I was supposed to do in life? And that's what I think integrity is. It's really, really rooted in like doing the right thing when it's hard. And that means also being responsible and having the awareness to be responsible to communicate to the world your greatest joy, your gift, the thing that you want to contribute the most of on this planet. And uh, that's what it is for me, man. And you double check with your calendar. So you say, these are my values. This is my behavior in my calendar. And I double check the gap, which is also mm -hmm. what is right now being discussed in the chat is honesty. Is it integrity? Is it part of integrity? Is it doing what you say and, and, and say what you do? If, if I think about, it, we are the sprinters, right? So one thing that is part of my integrity measurement every day is, did I sprint today? Because if I don't run, if I don't sprint, if I don't live it, I cannot, I cannot come here and say, hello, sprinters. So every day before anything else, before breakfast, be before being a father, be before serving the community, I do my sprint. That's what I do. And only if I do it, I feel well talking about it during the whole day and having meetings with sprinters, etc. If without that, it wouldn't feel honest. I wouldn't do it. It would not have the energy and the, and the, and the impact. So... That's one component is to have a part in our calendar 
in a habit that that brings the um, values and and actions together mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you said alignment is alignment and intent more than integrity is it a part of it I, th I think it's yeah they're they're kind of symbiotic in a lot of ways they attach to one another and certainly uh, honesty is rooted in integrity and being honest with yourself that's why when i talk about divine source and and understanding what your mandate is it's like you got to understand if you're in a position of where you're not giving a hundred percent somewhere and that's kind of the idea of like doing whatever it takes even when it's hard um you do have to have you know self-reflection you've got to be able to stand in front of the mirror and see it I think, you know, the the conversation around alignment and where that comes in, it's just like a car, right? If you're driving a car and the front end starts shaking and you're like, are my, are my wheels wobbling? Like the chances of that being true are very high, right? Like, so what I'm saying is in life when we're like, am I in alignment? It's kind of the same question of saying, are my wheels wobbling? Well, if you have to ask a question, then you probably are out of alignment, truly. And so something is prompting inside of you. There's something going kind of from, in my opinion, above down, inside out, right? So there's some type of door knocking that's happening inside of your heart going like, is everything good? Am I doing what I'm supposed to do? It's a spot check. Um, but alignment to me is very simple. It's just, it has everything to do with how you're attached to your divine source and what you're doing on purpose when it comes to building your dream. Um, you know, when I do an audit with people and have them go through all the time that they go through in their week, and I ask them the question of, well, how much time are you spending building your dream? I mean, 99 out of 100 people, it's zero. And the reality is no one's going to go build that for you. So some people are like, well, my dream is my business. I'm like, yeah, but at every stage that you grow, you have a greater dream that's a part of your business, part of your human experience, part of your family. So like, as soon as I start breaking up those pieces, it's like, oh, well, it's not what I thought it was. You know, Socrates said, a life that is unexamined is one that is not worth living. Alignment has to do with examining your actions, examining your life, but understanding that the way that you make sure that the car always drives straight has to do with intent of the destination. And that's the third part. But, you know, when you don't know where you're going, truly, any road will do. So I could go off-roading in a Ferrari. Like, how is that going to work out? Not so great. So alignment is like GPS. It's like ensuring that like we are going on the right track and that there's something leading that. And in my opinion, in one man's opinion, that's divine from our creator. Like you got to know where God wants to take you in life and you have to have that connection so it's clear. So you can go back to the last thing that you felt that was the thing that you should do. Anytime that you're feeling like, am I doing the right thing? It's the steady. It's the steady because we don't know. In our human experience, I mean, it's like there's a million things that could happen. Do I take this job? Do I do that thing? Do I build this business or that business? Do I fire that client or do I keep them? You go back to your source. That's the steady, peaceful, calm place. And to me, that's true alignment is having relationship and connection with your source. Even more questions from the chat. Let's answer a couple. Este Mini, I have to say it's something that I've been noticing for a while now, especially after COVID and the shift to online work and business. People's expectation of working environments are changing drastically. A lot more emphasis is being placed on integrity and healthy business culture. It's moving away from the traditional corporate definition of what a job is supposed to be. I do believe that if leaders in companies do not start making this a priority, they are going to, it's even longer than we can read here. What's your, what's your perspective on this shift that is going on? Well, there's a universal shift happening in the planet, undoubtedly. Um, and I think that 
what was previous was kind of a masculine penetrating type of push, 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 you know, energy. And now it's very accepting. It's more nurturing. Um, it's kind of like the influ like uh, influence. I, I want to use that word just because of the way that this translates. Um, you know, the ball is getting passed from high D's in a disc profile. So like aggressive pushers, like sell, 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 right? Like that whole 1900s really moving into this space that we're in now is the, the, the baton is getting passed to the influencers. And I'm not talking about digital influencers who take pictures in bikinis all day. Okay. I'm talking about people who have high integrity. They have high influence. Their persuasion is not of uh, manipulation, but it's of illumination. And a lot of people, th these are somewhat people who, yeah, have aspects of higher spirituality or might have different elements around them that are more around like it's yellow energy, not red. Like red is like, right. It's like that really intense driver. It's, it's an eight and the Enneagram scale, which is like, they're, they're just vulnerability is their greatest fear. It's transitioning over into the space of like people who have the right heart, the right mission. Look at all the different social, like, things that are happening in the world around, you know, uh, social justice and all that, that all has now moved in the workplace. You should never be able to talk about politics or religion in the workplace. Now, if you could forget it, I mean, that's a central theme. If someone doesn't believe what you believe, you won't even work for the company. And if they don't, the company doesn't stand for something, they stand for nothing. Right. And it's like primary. It's like, it's like if, if that leader was seen uh, in U S politics with a specific politician on one side or the other, someone won't work for their company simply because of who they choose to align with. Like that is so much more important than just having a well-paying job. So there's a transition of power that's going from like, you can't access all of the greatest things because you have to go through a priest. You have to go through a CEO. You have to go through a whatever. Someone's got to give you that opportunity. And then you have to basically bow and serve to them. That doesn't exist anymore. And that's the cool thing around spirituality and religion is like, in my opinion, again, Jesus broke that. Like he gave the ability to go directly to him in my opinion frame of thought. So that's already been broken, but now it's manifesting in a different way where people are starting to understand unique personal power. The number one best book that anybody could read in 2021 is called Claim Your Power by Mastin Kip. Undoubtedly, why? Because we have the ability to claim our power now. It's coming back to the individual, back to the people. And out of the hierarchy infrastructure of governments and you know corporations and all those things, people are able to have their own conversation with themselves and what they want and that's totally fine so it is a bit of power to the people in a, in a ton of ways uh, but there's a universal shift of nurturing energy around that that's why people like gary v are blowing up at a scale that's just completely unimaginable because gary's leading with heart he's on purpose he has drive he has a lot of intent he has a very clear mission of where he's going he has great alignment but the difference is like the way he shows up in the world is compassionate and loving and kind like the Steve Jobs era of being a CEO is dead. Like that, that won't work for anybody. Let's go deeper into this. I'm intrigued. Push versus pull. The new masculinity, the new influencer is, is nurturing. And Rob Helmnick talks about acceptance right now in our chat. I was thinking today, inspired by Epictetus, who says, Live life like a symposium. Like the, the drinks and the food is coming. You take it. It's going away. You don't, you don't hold a grudge. You don't think about the next drink that will come. It will come. You are just present. And I was thinking, well, that's, that would be cool. And that's exactly not how I'm operating right now. 
I'm always thinking about how can I position myself for the future? How can I be strategic planning and all this thing? And so I'm curious how you live it because you are somebody who is creating a lot. Uh, at the same time, you want to do it from a place of, of, of pull more than push. How do you balance that? Hmm. Um, honestly, it's team, team dynamics, like a family. Um, you know, it's uh, for me as a leader, I lead through vision and heart. And I, that's how I inspire my audience and people who end up becoming our clients. It's also how I inspire my team. Uh, we just had a, our first all hands meeting for for our company because uh, we're in this last company that I just created. We're four months old, right? So we just had our first all hands meeting. We went from zero to 20 team members in four months. And I, I felt like it was time to get everybody together. And it was really cool because there is a, a, a tension that requires both. And that that's, in my world, what requires somebody who's really good in operations because I lead with the heart. I inspire the vision. I'm like, we're on mission to unmute entrepreneurs all over the planet. Like, that's what we're doing. And we're going to keep doing it at a scale that's unimaginable. So it keeps the gas tank full. And that's great. But then the second side of that is like, and how are we going to get there? Understanding for myself that I'm wired in who and not how. That's how I'm wired. I actually understand it. I don't judge it. And I actually leverage it as my superpower. And then I surround myself with people who know how. So like my right hand when it comes to the business, as far as executive leadership, she spent 35 years in television, in production, and she has an Emmy. I mean, like this is somebody with, a, with like an accolades list that's longer than my entire CV. So for me, I'm positioned on heart and vision. And I have to, at moments, be also a little hard, right? Because when it's attached to mission vision and I have to have hard conversations and kind candor with my team, it's attached to the mission. It's not attached to my expectation. It's attached to other people who are hurting, who aren't getting what they need because there's some area in the business of where we need to improve. So that's how I lead. Now on the opposite side of the table, Val is very pragmatic. So it's like, here's the micro steps. Here's the micro things that aren't happening that need to improve. And that's part of being honest, having integrity. It's part of being in alignment and understanding what my calling is. And it's also part of like just intent. Like I knew from the get that like I am not a process, heavy process oriented uh, leader as far as being an executive chair. It's just that's just not how I am. For me, I'm more like I have the holistic process on the on the product. I know all the micro steps, but when I step into leadership, it's all about vision, heart. It's about direction. It's about motivation. It's about inspiring. And I do the same exact thing in the newsfeed. And guess what? It works like hell. Why? Because that's my secret sauce. That's the way that I feel like I was created. So I need to stick to those strengths and not judge myself, but rather counterbalance against where I have weaknesses. So it's a constant internal audit. It's a constant organizational audit of what we need. I'm bringing tons of maturity on my team, like, you know, people who have been in careers for 20, 30 years because I need that. And then we have interns who are 21 years old who are like just ready to go. And, you know, there's a huge benefit to having that internally as well. So, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's both parts separately and understanding whose strengths are what and then trusting. The number one issue that most companies have when they scale is they don't trust. This goes for startups. They don't trust other people. So they get into that, like, I need to control everything. That's just not the way that I lead. And I don't know which way is better or worse. All I know is what's right for me. I don't judge the process for myself or anybody else. But that's what works for me. The chat is discussing a lot this question. 
of push and pull in terms of process and systemizing and stacking system. And, and I think one of your of your working smart systems is that you you team up, you you lead with heart and vision. So you are the uh, what last week uh, our guest Gino Wickman called the initiator and you have an integrator who is your colleague and she she is making the nitty gritty and the counterbalance and together it's push and pull in a, in a beautiful way. So thank you for sharing that system. And I am super curious, who do you pick for the strategy award after one word from our sponsors? Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategysprints.com. You can pick only one person when everybody's zigging, this person is zagging, but they're doing the right thing from your perspective. Who do you pick? Yeah, so strategically, Valerie Brown, um, by far, she is an organizational development from Pepperdine University. Um, she is an executive coach who I work with, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal leader. And um, she's helping with what we're doing at Tenure. But, you know, my circle right now is really absorbed with mentors uh, and with people who are helping build. And I have watched, you know, like the way that I lead in business, having somebody who can understand how to create process, system, organization, structure around a very high capacity, high throttle kind of rocket ship style entrepreneur. Um, holy cow is incredible. So I think that's what would serve your community best as well. Is somebody who understands how to work with high performing entrepreneurs and create structure so that the bolts don't fall off the plane um, and it keeps intact and grows. So by far, Valerie Brown, uh, it's another accolade on her list. She's phenomenal. Beautiful. You mentioned one book already. What are two other books that you would recommend right now? Traction uh, is one of them. Uh, absolutely huge. It's one of my favorite reads. Um, and then uh, one I think I would recommend specifically for your audience, but it's one that I read every single year. It's called The Brand Gap by Marty Neunemeyer. And it's all around how to connect since I'm more on the creative and brand side um, and I've learned the adaptive strains of business and had a lot of success in business, it's the perfect culmination of both. And it's a really easy read. So it's connecting business uh, strategy with creativity and how the two of those things work. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pillar in our organization. Everybody's got to read it. And um, I would recommend that to your audience specifically as well. Beautiful. What are you excited about looking forward? Where do you see your business in three years? Oh, yeah, man. Well, we're already on that list of the fastest growing agencies in the US right now. So I know that's going to continue to catapult forward. I mean, in the next three years, it's pretty straightforward. A lot of my time will be spent in in speaking and in helping motivate entrepreneurs and helping get them over some of those initial steps and the growth steps that are required. Um, but in the next, you know, three to five years, like we're going to have an organization working with over 10,000 entrepreneurs and helping them contribute and give their greatest gift to the world. That's my lane. My lane is around mandate. It's around, you know, understanding, working with people who have higher spiritual awareness. Not that it's not good to not have it, but the way I communicate in my dialect, if someone doesn't have it, they're not going to like what I have to say. And that's totally fine. So I'm like, I'm very much on mission to work with those new emerging types of personalities and also industry leaders uh, to really just help really great people who have a really big heart to serve this world to give them prominence and to give them access to the biggest stages. And so there's a lot of evolution behind the scenes when it comes to product and all of those fun things that we're doing. Um, but like, you know, we're a company that's obsessed with people. Uh, we believe people are the world's most powerful brands. And so it's our responsibility to then showcase that. So 
by that time, I mean, we've already gotten over a billion views with the stuff that we've been able to create today. That will just continue to express itself. And I think that I'm the underdog's like, you know, greatest asset when it comes to entrepreneurship. And uh, that's what we're going to do, man. We're going to continue to impact the world. It's a simple mission. We want to unmute people so they can give their greatest contribution. My goal is generosity. I want to be known for the guy who gave the most with the least expectation of return. That's it. That's my goal. That's the objective. And everything else will solve itself along the way. So that's the hard dude. Beautiful. Thank you. And what did you recently change your mind about? That's an interesting question. Um, the most recent thing I changed my mind about was uh, had to do with sales leadership. Um, you know, in our organization, we were figuring out, hey, how do we scale um, the right types of relationships and how do we do that in a way that is rewarding? And I really took it out of like having really hard specific goals around sales to really switching that to two things. Number one, how many relationships are we building on a monthly basis? Um, and then secondly, is really focusing on how many entrepreneurs are we unlocking? And so we're predicated our process instead of just on how many new clients are coming in. It's more so on like, how are we stretching our influence with the people who are already in our circle and doubling down on community as a backend play strategically, but also as a way to contribute more to generate kind of from the inside out. So I think that that's the big switch in our strategy of growth. It's like, let's focus on going from the inside out, not the outside in. And because uh, I think we have our core now, we have the people that we'd love to replicate. We love our clients. They love us. And uh, yeah, a lot more product dev definitely just got switched from Q4 to Q3. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's basically it, man. You know, higher, higher awareness and higher attention on community, uh, on transformation around relationship and less on doing traditional things in an outbound way. It's just what allows us to win. We've win, we've won up to this point. We've been winning the whole year. And so we're just doubling down on some unique strategies for that. So, yeah. And how do you measure these two things? So one was number of conversations and the other was number of unlocked entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Do you have do you have a KPI? Because we are we are we, we try to measure everything. Up oh, of every course. Step. What you measure is what you value. A hundred percent. We we're put, we're placing it all into our scorecards right now. So that's like part of our implementation process. So like when I have a strategic shift or kind of an intuitive shift on how we might be measuring, how we might be, you know, uh, earning new clients or whatever, that all flows in through that kind of rocket ship model. So it goes down to the implementer and then gets put into uh, organizational KPIs. We call them commitment cards for our team. Because again, like language is so important. So we're not looking at just KPIs or scorecards. We're like, what's your commitment to helping ensure that this is happening and happening the right way? And so that's what our team is doing. Uh, we're, we just had our all hands meeting. That was a big part of it, like saying, hey, so now let's use basically an ERAM model. Let's do an audit from that. Let's then look at where are the gaps, then basically take the culmination of the two and then add the expectations and the commitments of what need to happen on an activities daily basis. And then in addition to a responsibility and role basis, and then just understanding holistically how all the big pieces fit together. So. We're based, we're, we're very much like we're on two polarizing sides of like all heart and who gives a crap how. And then the other side is all how and who gives a crap about heart. Um, honestly, I mean, like that's that's how it works. That's why it's so symbiotic. But we can agree on the fact that undoubtedly my other half when it comes to business says I understand the importance of having a great culture and vision, i.e. heart. 
And then I go, I understand the benefit of having systems, operational infrastructures for client delivery and ensuring that we're measuring every single step along the way. I just don't want to do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's not my strength, but I understand the value of it because I've had insane success in business and in the nonprofit world, but it's always been through partnership with the right people where that's their favorite thing to do. And this is my favorite thing to do. So that's a huge, huge part of it. Yin and yang, baby. <laughs> what are the things you're excited about when you launch your podcast soon? I think having the opportunity to develop more relationships is primary for me. Um, that's been a big focus of mine this year. It's just been the people that I'm spending time with. I get into big rooms accidentally. That's because of intent, heart, alignment, right? Manifestation, whatever you want to call it, but also very practical. Like I spend a lot of time understanding what relationships are smart to nurture and to express. So, you know, like that's happened on, on, on relatively on accident, but I think it's like on alignment and on just the proper side of doing the right thing. Uh, I believe in that whole karma thing a lot. I just don't necessarily uh, need to call it that, but it's, if you do the right thing, the right thing happens. I mean, it's just part of being a good person. Um, so that gets me in a lot of rooms just because of the way I show up and the connectiveness and the heart, but the podcast is about relationships. Um, if I'm kind of being self-reflective and I think for the audience, um, it's about being understood. The greatest fracture in humanity on a human behavior level is being under misunderstood. Like, I mean, be reflective in your own life of where you felt like a spouse or a friend or a family member or a boss or somebody where you don't feel like they really understand where you're coming from. It makes you feel insecure, uncertain. It makes you feel anxious. And it takes you out of a flow state of where the challenge in life is hard, but your skill level is high. And it immediately starts pulling you back because you lose excitement. You lose passion when you feel misunderstood because you're like, why do these people not get me? Part of releasing that is just releasing the thoughts, judgments, and opinions of other people and allowing that to slide. I don't give a crap what people think about me. I just don't. That's the bottom line. Why? Well, because I care more about what my source thinks about me and truly like the way that I show up in my own integrity. And on the opposite side, I'm running a company where I need clients. So I do give a crap on the opposite side of contrast of what people think about my company and what people think about that. So there's this polarization of self and then what we manifest in the world and what we're responsible for in the world. For me on an internal level, I don't care. On an external level, it's extremely important. I'm in branding for God's sake, right? But I've got to be able to say it is well with my soul over here in order to do this with high integrity and intent where it doesn't conflict the internal. So that's just what I found in my life that works. One question from the audience, Rob Helmnick. How do you check if people understand? Tell me more. <laughs> Tell us more, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Under, understand what? Understand me or understand what? I will have to wait for the next question. And meanwhile, I am curious. So your next podcast, um, it's the Mentor Millionaire, right? Uh, mentoring Millions is the uh, it's oh employees, right? Employee. Rob, so th this is this is huge, and I'm so glad you brought this up. Over 90% of my team, 20, 20 people, zero to 20 people in four months, they all came from my audience. Because when you're really, really good at content marketing, when you're good at casting vision, again, when you double down on your strength, if that's your strength, for me, I'm a, high, I'm a super high eye, like 90% eye, and then <laughs> scattered everywhere else. So like for me, it's like, 
I just know that if I'm out there creating content, if I'm speaking from the heart, I'm catching them on a psychographic level, not a demographic level. I don't care what kind of car they drive or where they live or anything like that. I mean, we have people all over the US who are part of our team. What I care about are do their values, do their beliefs, do their stories match with mine? Because if they do, what does that determine? Actions and behaviors. It determines everything. Identity, collectively, which creates an amazing culture. So for me, my focus is on like the people who I draw in closer, they all come from my community that I already have. That's why community, audience, and all those things are so important because it's where I source everything for my business. So all those people like just going like, hey, we need this type of person. Boom, it's done. Hey, we need interns. And there's like three who apply from local universities because I also have a presence locally uh, where I live in Denver, Colorado. So like there's also a benefit there. Like I mind map this thing very strategically. So uh, don't get confused on like the heart side of where it's all heart and it's zero strategy. That's not it. I just have doubled down on my conversation of heart because I understand how important it is. And truly, I think that's the greater impact that's going to happen. So when it comes to employees, when it comes to team, when it comes to culture, um, of course, we have mission, vision, values, like all those things are established as far as what we do. Um, but for the team, I mean, I think it's rather they feel like they're a part of the family because it's just it just makes sense. So in our in our uh, onboarding process, yes, there are elements around like, what are your skills, strengths and all of that? That all happens. It doesn't happen with me. I do a culture check and I'm like, what the hell do you want life? Why are you here? What do you want? Like, what's a win? What, dra what drains you in life? What drives you? I want to understand those elements. I need five minutes with somebody to get an idea if they're going to be a good fit for our team. For our team to understand the heart and the infrastructure, that's part of our commitment card. Part of our KPIs are how many unlocks, how many transformations, how many times were we able to publish for this person? It's not on revenue. I don't give a crap about revenue. That happens as a byproduct of doing what we do well. So it's just misalignment in the target to just only focus on dollars because then everything starts pulling towards that. So you hire different type of people, the integrity of the organization you get pulled on. We're gonna be massively successful. There's no question in my mind, not because we ignore those things, but they're not paramount. I mean, I'll ask over a million dollars in COVID in two days. It's fleeting, it's fleeting. It just goes, it can come and it can go. So for me, that's not the, it's not the target. Target is impact. The target is transformation. And I promise you, because I just have lived my life this way, everything comes along with that. If I ask myself who and not how, the who solves the how. And having the right people on board is certainly part of what we have to be very mindful of and then be very clear on. But that's why I have counterbalance in the organization. So the employees understand the heart and what we do because they're a part of the audience first. We have so many more questions, but uh, we are coming to our time limit. So where do you hang out? Where can people find you? Yeah, so uh, Instagram, um, at Nick Cavuto, uh, nickcavuto.com. I'm on LinkedIn, Nick Cavuto. I mean, basically everything's just my name, uh, not any major social platform. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the best way to get a hold of me. If you send me an email, I don't actually even have access to my email. My assistant does. so. Uh, she can pick up on that. It's just one of those things that for me is is hard. There's just so many messages that come in every day. So if you hit me up on social, um, very attentive to that. And I just really want to keep people encouraged. So um, if you're going through something, if you need somebody to keep you encouraged and keep your foresight in the right direction, um, I'm happy to be there for you, keep you encouraged and throttled up. So 100%. Nick Cavuoto, everybody. And who should be my next guest? 
Yeah, so I think Val should, to be honest with you. I know she's like part of my strategy thing too, as far as that conversation, Valerie Brown. But um, I would definitely hit up Valerie Brown. I'll give you one more. Angus Nelson uh, is a high performance coach who works uh, specifically with men. But, um, you know, women need to have a keen ear too, because you may have been telling your spouse something or your partner for the last five, 10, 15 years that you want them to do or the thing they need to like break out and get past. Angus is the guy who can push that through and actually make that transformation happen. So Angus Nelson, phenomenal, phenomenal guy, uh, speaks at some of the largest marketing conferences in the US, and uh, he's a great friend of mine as well. So hit up Angus, hit up Valerie Brown, and you know you can take your pick from there, man. <laughs> Thank you, Nick, for being here. Thank you, all the community, all the sprinters, for sh sharing all these questions, beautiful, and um, keeping our flame alive. Thank you, everybody. Keep rolling. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one Sprint Coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.